0: Going one, going twice, sold. You're
1: listening to The Property Pod. All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your fun and engaging way into the real estate market. I've changed it up. Pat is shocked. Welcome to the new world of The Property Pod. Whoa! I like it. <laughs> I was lying just in bed last night. And I was like, "I'm going to change it." You told me. You said it doesn't have to be the same. I said, "I'm going to change it."
0: Oh, he's just living on the edge, oh, yeah, John. <laughs> he's just teetering right on that. He fine does line not of take danger. up much room at all. No way. <laughs> he, Next week he's in with a leather jacket. <laughs> he's a completely different man.
1: <laughs> Speaking of uh, new things and jumping into um, the world with both feet, we're uh, back in the video game. Yeah, I'm excited by that. It's, it's one of those things where last year we kind of – Based on necessity, we uh we had to jump into kind of doing it over Zoom. You were in your little office, we're uh, in here, or were mm. we in the same space? I kind of yeah, yeah, we were we just, just like there. squeezed into each corner. Oh of the room. yeah, we were. One, we measured out the space <laughs> It was one point five. We had this covered. Yeah, <laughs> but um yeah, we actually got really good results from that. Do you remember old mate that uh, loved the beanie? Oh yeah, the yeah. guy from Melbourne, the plan guy. Mm. Yeah, so um so it was kind of one of those things where it was like it was going well. We kind of life got in the way. We kind of had kind of four one four property code the changeover and everything kind of happened and it was kind of one of those things like why why did we stop that and so like, it just didn't ever we ne- it was too much work to get set up before yeah <laughs>
0: we we're really yeah. lazy is the best way to describe yeah. it. it was com- it was
2: coming across three different webcams and the three
1: different computers yeah. as well so um, yeah so we've and then we've rigged up a new system and we've kind of like bugger it we're just going to throw money at the wall and see what happens and <laughs> <laughs> it's not my money so i'm not <laughs> too concerned and, um, well, oh, that's about right. Jeez, I hope it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone out there listening, jump onto some form and just look, watch two minutes of the video just to say, yeah, I watched it. Is it it guys look good. It'll make me feel better if we get some views on the yeah. video for the money we just spent. <laughs> no, look, what, what we want to do is we said at the start of the year we want to grow the podcast. We want to kind of really make this a premium product that well, we're proud of it. We yeah. won the award last year for the REIT. We're in the national awards this year for it, so we really want to just amp up this year. And why not? Like we... Said when your brother was on the show, it's way more fun than it should be. Yeah, so let's, absolutely. Let's take this fun thing and push it to the limit.
2: But it always
1: is an exciting
2: element to, to bring in something new where you're challenging yourself each time and getting better, getting better at editing, you know, knowing what the the right stuff to buy. Um, and also, too, if we're on video, we've got to lift our game set a little bit more as well. We can't be as well. Sloppy, yeah, we so. can't
1: just talk about fur coats. We've got to wear them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Next week, <laughs> look out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, jumping into some real estate stuff this week, which is what we're here to talk about. Um, there's been some really interesting off-market stuff going on. So mm. kind of at the moment, there's kind of a shortage of stock out there for buyers. There's getting lots and lots of inquiry. And it seems like off-market selling is something that is just booming at the moment. Yeah, crazy busy at the moment. Um, I think nearly every agency in Hobart's
0: experiencing off-market sales at the moment. Mm. Um, now, obviously, we all know what off-market means, but maybe there are people out there. John, do you want to sort of just expand a little bit on what that actually means. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so to go back to the beginning of a process, for us to be
2: able to get the authority to sell a property, we need a agency agreement written up. Um, so what that'll often be is that, you know, we, we might get authority to sell from the owner uh, two to three weeks prior to the property
0: actually going to market. And this is when that time when Aaron's doing all his magical stuff, making the property look good for realestate.com and Domain, those websites. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in that time, it's just
2: as, as you would in any sales, matching the the owner and the buyer prior to it going to the greater market. So all it is really is that you're um, someone purchasing a property, um, make their deduction prior to it actually getting advertised.
1: Yes. So mm. it's the off market side of things. There's, you haven't tested the market yet with the people out there. It's kind of like I've got buyers in lieu or like you, we've discussed the database before of yeah. kind of getting known by a real estate agent so that when something does come up, it pricks the agent's ears yeah. and being mm. like, oh, actually I had a, someone that tried to buy this place in Claremont or someone tried to buy this place in Moona and they missed out on it. But I know that they were after three bedrooms, two bathrooms. This is mm. the perfect place for I just for them. have
0: someone that would love this property. Absolutely. And it's no surprise that um, it's become so popular. Like even Homely last week announced their beta testing for their new sneak peek listings. Yeah, Which mm. is effectively the same thing. Agent goes to the property, lists the property. They take a couple of photos on their phone five minutes later, they can have it on Homely as a, what they class an up and coming listing. Yes. So that means that people can sort of know that that's coming through early. It goes at the Homely's databases and it's sort of a a soft launch while
1: you do the better photos and the better, get the write up and everything organised. It's kind of like this sneak peek idea of, yeah, this is coming. I know there's agents around Hobart that do it and they're kind of like, hey, have a sneak peek of this. Like if you can kind of get a qualified buyer coming in straight away and being like, oh, well, we don't actually need to, push this to market mm. um, you know you could save money on your marketing kind of costs by being like well i 've actually got a buyer here right now that will give you boom exactly this amount of money are you interested in doing this well one of the reasons why it 's exciting
2: especially on in, in interstate where the Internet websites, are not they don't have a fixed price right across Australia. They have a fixed price based on the average price of the suburbs. So in some of the suburbs, to get it up on the internet, it's going to cost you three to four thousand dollars just to be on the major portals. Coupled that with a you know a strong auction campaign, and they're nearly they're, they're dropping fifteen to twenty thousand dollars on um, advertising exclusively before they've even um, looked at selling fees from the agent services as well. So in a lot of these markets where the advertising expenses is you know ex, extreme, the idea that you could actually, you know, eliminate that cost is actually a really, could be a really high benefit. Mm. It may not seem as relevant in Hobart where the the fees aren't um, as expensive, but it's still extremely relevant. Um, And also too, if there are many clients that just don't want people to know that they're selling, it could be through their very
0: private people, or there might be, um, you know. Circumstances in their life that just doesn't allow for them to sort of put it out there in the public space. That's exactly right. So a
2: lot of this idea where you can just match to, because in doesn't matter what the, the process always ends the same, which is there's a buyer and a seller um, exchanging the property. So if there's a way for um, that to happen um, behind the scenes, you could say, um, that's a real big benefit to a lot of clients.
0: Mm. I guess um, some people would worry, though, am I going to get the best possible price by selling off-market? Obviously, when you promote a property online, you're fully exposing it to 100% of the marketplace. Mm. Is that magical buyer out there? Um, But I I think what we've found in the past is that the pre-qualified buyers, the ones that are prepared to buy off-market, they've normally missed out on two or three properties already, so they're already paying the correct price, in my opinion, does that make yeah.
2: sense, John? Like- yeah, absolutely. I was when we when I knew we were talking about this this morning. I was I was sort of mulling it over in my mind, how to best to phrase it. And when there's two two parts, like those that will be hunting for off market opportunities in the hope of searching for grabbing a bargain, and often that can be a case. I met a gentleman once many years ago in North Hobart, where I'd got he'd got the someone had knocked on his door that offered him what he thought was a great price, um, unconditional. So he took it but he hadn't really thought about his next move. Um, and then he was, un- he was out of his house 30 days later and he still needed to buy a new house, but the market was moving. So within the time frame that he'd sold his house under what probably the market would have been prepared to pay, he couldn't even buy into the own, his own suburb of which he sold. Yeah, wow. So that was a case where unfortunately he didn't get the right information before um, moving. Now that's not always the case. Um, where the, um, the other element is exactly like you described, Pat, is some people were just sick of missing out and it's like, I don't care what I have to pay for this property. I'm just sick of going to 30 different open homes and finding out it's under offer constantly. Mm. Can you bring me an opportunity that I can just secure without having all this added um, focus I have to, stress?
0: And if I have to pay 10% more for the privilege, it's I'll like, do it. That's exactly right. Yeah, because they just want to be done. And that's
2: where then the, you know, your question is the owner has to consider as well. Um, I use that idea that for, as an agent's perspective, it's the process, not the promise of a price that we can deliver. So oh, we can...
0: He didn't say it in his, in his accent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: I don't. I guess it wasn't the idea,
0: of the process, not the of a <laughs> There it there is. <isn't, laughs> there isn't a problem. There, the, the
1: price, price cannot
2: care. cure. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is that if a, and that, what I mean by that is, well, if you want to ensure that you've got the best result, well, you have to go to the market because you don't know who's going to be out there in, uh, on that week. But if the, if the owner's more than comfortable with that price, they're like, no, this is, this is everything that we ever wanted right, right here, right now. Well, then that's fine. Um, the only thing is we'll when those opportunities present themselves we'll you know like our process for example once that agreement's signed we'll reach out to the clients and the buyers that we're working with and say hey this property's coming up what would you like to do present uh, op- we'll often present opportunities prior to going to market and the owner can ask what would you what what do we think we might suggest this is a great opportunity or we might still suggest that let's go, go to market let's go to market
1: Yeah I guess I was just thinking as you're discussing that like I know being the guy on the outside, I'll often be hearing the talk in the sales pit of the crew and they'll be like, ah, the first offer was the best offer. Like the Mm.
0: the amount of times that's happened.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's kind of one of those interesting things where, you know, if if you were just to call it like the first phase of, um, marketing where it's I'm not marketing it to the masses. I'm marketing yeah. it to a smaller end of tip of the funnel. But That's yeah, right. you're
0: marketing to qualified buyers, ones mm. that are ready to purchase now. Yeah. so mm. they should be willing to be
1: ready to negotiate and pay a fair market value for the home, if not a little bit more. Yeah. yeah so mm. I guess like it's that kind of just maybe changing the idea of you know oh to it's it's like the same with print media. Like it used to be oh you've your house isn't for sale until it's in the Real estate guide in the yeah. newspaper. I think they mm. still try to convince you that.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, don't <laughs> <but laughs> yeah. believe it. There but are no. there are people that yes. It'll be my um, great uncle will be up I saw 414 in the newspaper that like, oh did you? <laughs> we don't normally put them in there, but okay, yep. <laughs> good to know. Yeah, good to know. But it's I guess it's maybe it's just changing the goalpost and being, you know, the idea of selling it doesn't mean you've got to hit real now now at the or it, the market at the moment. Does it just mean you know, you've got to be in in the know with an agent. Well, I found that the last couple of showings
0: that I've done, there's a couple of tips that I've been sort of suggesting to first home buyers or, yep. or any buyer actually, and that is to reach yeah. out to half a dozen agents in and around the area that you want to buy in. Yeah. For this exact reason, we've been chatting. I've been chatting to all my purchasers about this off market phase. Yeah. And saying to them that there are a lot of properties that aren't going to market and ones that are going to market have normally been exposed to a small group of people already. So you're already going in behind the eight ball because others have seen it. They've started to get themselves organized and they're ready to move on a property before you've even found out the property. Exists. Yes. Hmm. So um, that's one thing I've been sort of saying to people. The other thing I've been sort of outlining to people as well is that there's a lot of sort of economists out there suggesting that the value of houses is going to go up over the next 12 months in Tasmania. So what might seem expensive today theoretically is going to be cheap in 12 months' time. Mm. So I've been sort of su- suggesting to people, look, if it's only another couple of thousand dollars to secure it and at the time you think it's too dear, you won't think it in 12 months' time. Yeah, So, absolutely. you know, two to, two to, 2005, 10, whatever it may be today, won't be that big a deal mm. in 12 months' time.
2: If that means securing that property. Yeah. yeah, and
0: a lot of people have been, I've been talking to them later down the track and they've all been agreeing, you're you're right, we need to be doing this yep. to be able to get a property today. And Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting conversations with purchasers at the moment because they're all realising it and they're all starting to reach out to different agents and get on databases and get information sent to them so they can be prepared and ready to go.
2: Yeah, and just getting that, like you said, that leg in. I mean, remember we've had those conversations with the different buyers agents and remember their whole job at this point is they just foster relationships with real estate agents. Yeah, because they want these
0: off-market opportunities.
2: Exactly right. And what they're doing is it will say, look, if you come to me there's almost a you know 90% sure that I'm going to have someone who's qualified ready to go and is going to be prepared to make a great offer mm. you know so it's that from the because um, the in Australia it's always still the case that you've got the um, you know, nine times out of 10, the agent will be representing the owner. So they're acting in the owner's best interests. Um, so what they, the owner might just say, look, I need a quick result, please. So the best option in that instance will to make an introduction to someone like a buyer's agent who's, who's probably got a quick qualified element if you really don't know anybody. And no. so they'll get early
0: access. And that's exactly right. Like it's, people get so worked up on the sale price of the property, but mm. sometimes that's not the most important thing for a vendor.
2: No, exactly. Like,
0: so a vendor might take less for a property if it means that they can settle thirty days earlier for because mm. the, the conditions or the clauses are
1: better in the contract. So is this something like if it's a cash buyer or if it's a subject to a house sale? Yeah, exactly. To mm. All of these things. Yeah,
0: like take this scenario for instance. Um, owner has to sell his house to be able to buy his dream place. He's made the offer on the dream place, but it's subject to the sale of his home. Yep. And then the agents put in what we call a shortened period clause, meaning that agent can sell his dream house to whoever they like if a better buyer comes along sooner all of a sudden the house that he has to sell he's he might not be so dri- much driven by price but more driven about what gets me my dream house quicker yep. yeah for sure and if it means selling for $5000 less because i can get a cash contract and don't have to stress about it he'll consider it yep. so yeah too many people get focused on price is the only important part when it comes to making a deal come together but there's so much more
1: to yeah it. cool yeah that yeah. sounds like there's kind of a um, something to extrapolate on in another episode there cool. on
0: well, we had a, um, a property sale
2: in Dysart and the, the conditions were almost identical in the end. So then the owner was asking about the buyer's story. And what the, the one that got it in the end was – because ironically enough, they were both couples – um, you know, both around about the same age. So there wasn't any unique identifying characteristics in that sense. Yep. Um, however, one of them said that they'll look after Annie the goat and he said they can have it. <laughs> 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 so, so the old, the little, um, uh, the, the Chateau de Prix, I think is it was um, and that had this uh, goat with a busted udder for so many years um, but because they were prepared to look after the goat, he said, okay, they can look after
0: it. We had a rental once that came with a sheep and you had to feed it toast with Vegemite every morning for breakfast. <laughs> That
1: was part of the deal. <laughs> These are rose storylines. So
0: it literally <laughs> was part of the rental deal that if you take on this house, the sheep just lives <laughs> here, It's lived here forever, and, and it, it comes to the back door for Vegemite and Toast every morning. I love it. I don't know, like, if sheep should eat Vegemite and Toast. But that but one did. That one did, and oh, it lives forever, so it wasn't doing it any harm. If but
2: if, if I could guarantee a lifestyle that allowed that, I would absolutely <laughs> take that
1: property. At our, at our uni house, we would always talk about getting a sheep or – it sounds really naughty now we never did it but we yeah. were driving from Hobart to Launceston and we said, what if we just Grab one. grabbed one <laughs> and just threw it in the back? just put it in the backyard and then we would never have to mow the lawns and, <laughs> and we could like maybe train it into where the um, cricket pitch is meant to be, you know, just yeah, like eat here.
2: Like oh, it's like he's got a perfect line and patterns. Yeah, almost, yeah. He almost formed like a crop circle as well of just the sheep eating in perfect, perfect it was, synchronicity. It oh. was
1: something we always talked about and I'm glad we never did. I mean, but the <laughs> easiest way to do that would have been to fence off the cricket because you know sheep they always like to get the grass that they can't get very true i like that yeah that yeah actually that's very clever fat i'll take that <laughs> i'll take that
2: well, I think when it, I mean, one of the challenges at the moment, um, and where we've had um, the research and domain and all that kind of stuff, and even from last podcast, where there was in Hobart, there's, you know, 50% more buyers uh, than there had been, yep. with like 30% less properties becoming available. So it goes to show that the stress that's been placed on purchases is real. Like it's not, it's just not easy. And as we know, the, all the competition are from other locals. It's not that, um, you know, inadvertent um, people coming from interstate. it's local. That are, uh, that are most passionate about this, this state.
1: You'll love this, Pat, and Luke, uh, if you're still listening along, you'll love this too. We're Surely we've lost him by now. <laughs> We're sitting in the, um, in the office the other day and um, Chris, your dad, is strumming along his emails and he goes, oh, 90% of uh, buyers in Hobart or, or in Tassie are, are locals, it says. And John's just leaning back and goes, yeah, if you listen to the podcast, Dad, you would have known that. <laughs> So <laughs> That's a big middle finger to yeah, dad. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but it was bang on. Look, we were on this two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're behind the times, mate. <laughs> so, Luke, just just for you, mate. Uh, no, your dad still hasn't listened. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think. But where then? for how do people take advantage of these um, opportunities? That when I was think- thinking back, is it really is about those relationships. So it's in the same sense that if we're trying to secure new business for properties to sell, sometimes the buyers have to find a way of making themselves top of mind with different agents when they're looking to buy. Um, and that really is about somehow forming a relationship, whether it be an open for inspection, or one-on-one letting letting them know and identify that you are exceptionally serious and that you are ready to rock and roll and following up with those different agents that um, you build a connection with.
0: I had one recently who wanted to buy out at Bridgewater and he rang me religiously every seven to ten days. Really? And he'd always start the conversation exactly the same and after about three phone calls it's like, oh, I know who you are. There you go. But it helps so much because yep. we are talking to so many people on a regular basis, like mm. just having someone – reach back out to you does help you remember them. Like a lot of people ring once and that's it. And then, you know, you have to understand we do our best to ring back every single person, but there is so many people we're talking to. It's easy for somebody to fall through the cracks. Absolutely. So yeah, do reach out two or three times and just remind someone that you exist and that you haven't bought something and that you're still looking because it definitely helps you go from sort of in the middle of the pack to back up the top from a sort of um first of mind type thing when we're we well, are that's the these other yeah, yeah the other
1: part of it is yeah it puts you into that forefront of the mind being like oh man trevor is really keen. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like if anything comes up, I'm gonna hit Trevor up. Yeah. And then Trevor will be like, no mate, I'm not interested in that. Cool. Oh well sweet, that gives me a little bit more information on what Trevor's after. I'll continue to travel down the road of yeah. Trevor's house. And this
0: guy always started his conversations with, hi, Patrick. I don't know if you remember me, but <laughs> I was, and I'm like, yep, we talked less than a week ago. I remember exactly who you are. <laughs> and every phone call started, like, even after he'd signed the contract with me to buy the house and he was now officially one of my purchasers, yep. he would still start his conversations like that. Mm. I don't know if you remember, but I bought property. Blah, blah. I'm like,
1: yeah, mate. I got you covered. I've <laughs> actually got your name saved in my phone. Yeah. Now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, good on
2: him. I mean, we had one of our old staff members, um the only reason she, she called dad every week going, Have you made a decision yet? Have you made a decision yet? Have you made a decision yet? And he just went stuff it and he created a role in the business because he was sick of hearing from her. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was just yeah. you know, just that that persistence. And where um and once you can find, and, and that's again that, that element of relationship, and it becomes comical as well. So he could probably just say the same line, ends up just being a laugh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and with that, you're gonna be excited to let him know about it. Yeah. And where the idea of volume of numbers, I mean, where we had um, you know, what last few you'd probably we sold. Um, it was Lutana, Claremont, and um, so even just on those two properties alone, there was 80 new people that we made introductions to. Um, that's like, oh, you know, keep me on top of mine. It's like if I, you know, I'd love to be able to. I mean, we're here to serve in, for the industry. It's just a, a, a case of volume that um, we just cannot. Um, treat everybody on an equal footing all the time. And even when they were looking at um, when we had um, the guys at the property agents, they said they can only have a small portfolio because of the, the leverage of work that they have to do when they're acting on behalf of the buyers. This is the
0: buyer's agents you're referring to? Sorry, it? yes,
2: yeah. the buyer's agents um, is massive. Yes. Um, but uh, but the old, old Trevor, if he's kind of every week, he's like, oh, yeah, that bloke, oh, yeah, that bloke. So
1: I think the, um, the good thing about what you're saying is like you've got the one in Lutana, you've got another one coming up in Lutana really soon. Exactly. If you've got that information of I've had 80 people interested in this, mm. you will have that stored kind of ready to go, ready to go, like yeah. tagged in a database yeah. of being like these people are keen on Lutana. Yeah.
0: And that's exactly right. Mm. And it's hard though when out of those 80 people there's one person there that has also said to you, I'll also look at Rokeby. And then remembering that one person yep. was prepared okay. to look at your new listing that's come up over here. Yep. That's where it gets a little bit tricky sometimes to remember every person's finer details. Yep. But I think um, the key takeaway from our waffling is that just pester agents over and yeah. over and over. <laughs> well, and and find a, find someone who's a good hard worker that is you know
2: uh, that you can build a relationship with. Um, Anybody
1: that's listened to the Property Pod knows that John loves a waffle. and yes. John loves a phone call. <laughs> yeah. So.
2: And and that, that's there are when we talk about getting on the contact lists, um, it's just worth doing because you know for for, our, for our, the way our business works is that there will be you know they'll be get emails pre market you know on the day it's listed and they're notified once it's unconditional um so at least then you can and who cares if you get an extra for the for the time you're looking for properties if you're getting another 10 emails a week in your inbox who cares just go click 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 click, delete um however there's going to at least then it'll often be the case many companies do um, offer a similar service that ours do where it's going to be at least listed on the day or notified prior to so you're at least going to be able to make the phone call that first day hopefully booking a private inspection get in on the in yeah. before 100,
1: 100 the red hot tip do. at the moment is don't wait for the newspaper guide to come out. No. It's probably too late and, by then. And it's almost
0: too late to wait for realestate.com and Domain these days yeah. where once upon a time that wouldn't be the case. Yes.
2: So those those couple little websites we touched on briefly before, Property Whispers and what the Homely
0: things coming out. Um, yeah, <laughs> Homely is going to be a while away. A prototype. They're only beta testing it now. We're lucky that we are one of the beta testers for it. However... Yep. Um, Yeah, it's not going to be massively used in Tasmania, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it will be coming soon. Well, that property
2: whispers one, the way that works is that you register your details about what you're after, say four bedrooms, two bathrooms, X price, X areas. Um, And then what um, agents or private owners can do is register like – register that property through Property Whispers uh, with, with only the, the minute amount of detail prior to coming to market effectively and then that's going to do the property alert like I was talking about before. So Yeah, I
1: don't of, think we actually covered it. I think this was off air we were talking about Property yeah. Whispers but it's kind of where the jumping oh, off right. point of the show was. So mm. a story in realestatebusiness.com.au had, um, I think it's Leanne Fletcher, is one of the co-founders of Property Whispers. Mm. Um, and yes, she. so basically the stat that blew us away was uh 217% increase in the number of properties doubling, being sold yeah. off market just in the last 3 months yep. in um in through their system so it won- She won an individual of our Real Estate Business Women in Real Estate Award last year. So it'd actually be really cool to reach out to Leanne and try and maybe yeah, get her that. on the show. Absolutely. Um, we keep saying we're going to reach out to these people. Let's actually do it. We've got video now so they can see our lovely yeah. yeah. faces. Yeah. <laughs> we're, uh, we're not scary. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a really interesting kind of this Property Whispers it's actually really cool. It makes me think of like kind of Tinder for, uh, for property. It really kind is, of, yeah, yeah. You it's find the right, right match right. and like are you interested in this one? This Absolutely. One. So, um, yeah, there's definitely scope for that. Um, it's actually been a really fun episode being back. I feel mm. like the cameras brought the best out of Pat. Like ah. normally it's co- – oh, no, it's the two coffees the two before. coffees
0: plus three? I'm on to my third and it's not even nine o- <laughs> ten o'clock.
1: I'm like, buzz. Yeah. So we know from now on that we just need to get Pat coffeeed up before we record. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then you listen back and I'm talking at 5,000 speed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is he saying?
2: So just pull it back to, what, dot seventy five in this pace and you'll yep. be fine. we all
1: good. Brilliant! Awesome, guys. It's been a really good episode. Hopefully, this video stuff works out. If you're only hearing this and there's no video out there, in any sense because I buggered it up, not the other boys. Just let it be known. Well, Ooh. that's good. We'll, yeah. re- we'll remember this. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, guys. That's the property pod. Cool. Thanks, guys. See you. Ya. Bye.